Welcome, race fans, to the Pocono Raceway podcast, powered by ESPN 840. Out of the ESPN 840 studios here in Stroudsburg, I'm your host, Kevin, along with... Another Kevin. Oh, my goodness. Two Kevins. Two Kevins make a Kevin. That's right. right. No, that's silly. Yeah. Oh, well. You were never good at jokes anyway. Thanks. I'll stick to the uh, radio announcer voice that apparently... You're really good. Thanks. Yeah. Have you ever done this before? No. Other than the other podcast, but... No, but prior to the show last week, JJ said I really have a great face for radio, which was... It might be partially true. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the, the intro there, I was like, wow, I'm actually on a legit thing. <laughs> this is a legit thing. Oh, I know it is. It's a Pocono Race with Podcast. That's why I was invited, because yeah. I only do legit things. Legit. Too legit to quit. That's right. Too legit. Um, so Kevin is uh, one of our wonderful co-hosts who will be weekly on this wonderful podcast. And Kevin has an interesting story. I uh, do. Kevin Kevin is our direct, or I'm sorry, the- um, Manage? No, you're not, you didn't get a promotion yet. The manager of content at Pocono Raceway. I have a good face for Twitter. You have a good face. <laughs> Great face for Twitter. He does a phenomenal job with the Twitter stuff. Um, Kevin just rolled into this new content team. Um, JJ obviously was the co-host with me last week. Um, these guys work for me. They're wonderful people. They uh, keep me honest and uh, do an amazing job. And Kevin actually spent five years prior to that in the ticket office. But yep. your start in this industry and at Pocono Raceway in particular is, is interesting. It's very interesting. Tell your story. So my story all started back in 2012. And it's kind of weird how... I have this role now because when I got started, I actually um, participated in a Twitter contest. Oh, uh, yeah. I was running that at the time. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I saw this Twitter contest. I think it was like 9 o'clock in the morning, and I'm not a morning person, as you might know. But you get to, uh, You've been getting to work faster and faster. Yeah, so, so uh, this Twitter contest was uh, you could enter to win passes to a Jimmy Johnson Q&A. At the track. I remember this contest. Yep. So uh, me and my like dad. Team Lowe's Racing. It was like Jimmy's first. It was the first. Jimmy Johnson experience or Q and A. Yeah, you had you basically you had to get your Lowe's gear on and, and stand in front of a Lowe's and take a selfie. That's when selfies were getting kind of big too. Um, so I, you know, I, I was already going to the race with my dad, so I was like, yeah, you know, when Q and A passes, whatever. Uh, so my grandfather who had passed away a couple years before, uh, he was a big Jimmy Johnson fan, so I had some Jimmy Johnson gear laying around the house. So I, you know, I saw this on Twitter, and for some reason, I just decided I'm going to go out to the Lowe's and take a picture and selfie and. Send so, it to Pocono Raceway. So you weren't a Jimmy fan? No. Well, who's your driver then? I don't in know. In 2011? Maybe, I don't know, probably probably Dale or Jeff or somebody like that. So you basically stole stuff from your recently deceased grandfather mm-hmm. from his closet, mm-hmm. took a selfie, yeah. and then won passes. I, I, was that, I was that guy that just, I, I just like to win free stuff, you know? <laughs> I didn't really think much of it. I was trying to get free passes. So, uh, so yeah, I guess I, I won those passes. Um, and Ricky Durst, who's now our senior director of uh, marketing and fan engagement, was yep. the one who reached out to me and he was just like, hey, you know, what's your address? I need to, you know, send you the tickets. So he sends me the tickets. We, we get to the track. And I noticed that this Jimmy Johnson Q&A that I won was kind of kid-oriented. And yes. I was not a kid. I was a college student at the time. Um, so I realized that's... That's uh, it's not for me. So. Wait, so you didn't even you won tickets and even go? Yeah, we didn't even go. How's that possible? We just hang on in the parking lot. We didn't we didn't even go to it. <laughs> but I got the free stuff. <laughs> you got the free stuff. You got this. Wait, so you took the swag but didn't go to the Q and A? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, that's a genius story and funny story. But then, how did you end up working for 
Pokemon so, Raceway. So I'd recently switched to, uh, I was recently going, or originally going to school for education. Um, and I, I decided I didn't want to do that. I recently changed over to sports management. And uh, part of that was one of the introduction projects was uh, you had to interview someone in the field. And I'm like, I don't know who I'm going to interview. But I knew I had this email address from, from this guy in the summer. that, that From know, Ricky. From Ricky, yeah. You know, this guy. This guy. This guy. Uh, so I sent him an email. I was just like, hey, can I interview for you for this project? So he invited me up to the track. I interviewed him up on top of uh, Victory Lane. <laughs> yeah, he took me up there, and you know, so he didn't even interview whole... him in an office setting. You were actually like legit about Victory Lane. Yeah, he took me out there. It was it was cool. I think I had the interview somewhere because I recorded it. Actually, asked him if I could record it. I got to find that. Uh, that'd be funny. That is funny. I think I, like I just thought of that now. But uh, yeah, so I interviewed him, and that was really my interview for my job. I did that interview, and then I reached out to him back in January or next year in January, and got an internship in the ticket office. So basically, that that led to you getting an internship in the ticket office. Yep. And then a series of events happen, and they want you back, right? You do such a great job. They want you back the following year. Yeah. Our, our uh, it was uh, the infield block party, my internship year uh, during the IndyCar race. I think I was in July still at that time. And, and Brandon, who was our president and CEO at the time, was like, "Hey, what are you doing after your final year of school?" And I said, "I don't know." He's like, "You coming back?" I was like, uh, "I guess." <laughs> so basically, that was your job offer yep. to come back in, in May the following year. Yep, and then I uh, came you, back in Maine, never left. And you, were sta- you were stapling the ticket, up, ticket office from 2011 or 2013, excuse me, to um, basically this past October when you got a nice little promotion. Congratulations. Yep. So a little I'll clap for myself. Yeah, a little clap for yourself. And now you're uh, running our, 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 basically our social and our web. Yeah. So. so it all started on Twitter, and here it is. Hopefully, not, it's not ending Twitter. on Twitter, hopefully. But Well, I must apologize as the, as the Twitter guy at the time for. Not detailing enough that it was a very kid-oriented promotion with the yeah. Jimmy Johnson Q and A. Yeah, I was super, super bummed. Um, but I still can't believe that you didn't go to it. Nope. Which is part of the reason why we brought you in today. Because um, our host, because the way that these are titled and people are going to know who our, who our guest, excuse me, is, um, is Jimmy Johnson, which is ridiculous. Seven-time cool. champion, and and I mean, there's no Nick Igdalski, but. Seven-time Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series champion, Jimmy Johnson's going to be joining us here shortly, which is, I can't believe how we got him. His media representative, who works for Hendrick Motorsports, um, is a friend of mine. I've known her for years. Um, we'll get eventually to my start in, in this industry, but it did start at Hendrick Motorsports as an intern. And my cube is ro- located right behind Amy Walsh, who's actually a Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania yep. native. And uh, she's been with Jimmy for, for a very long time, been on Lowe's account for a very long time. And... Uh, we had a meeting down in Charlotte a couple of weeks ago, and she was like, why don't you get Jimmy? I said, for what? She goes, for your podcast. And I said, you're joking, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> we haven't even, this is the second episode. Like, we want, she's like, yeah, have Jimmy. Start it big. Start it big. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? No, you know. <laughs> we, we epically fail? Yeah. All right. We won't fail. I don't think we'll fail. Um, but speaking of that, uh, it's going to be really cool. I think uh, he is calling in now, and... Uh, Let's get Jimmy Johnson on the line. What do you think, Kev? Let's do it. Let's get seven time out here. Guess what? It is time. It's we time? Have, we have a special guest. All right. Seven time NASCAR champion, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy, thanks so much for calling in, man. We really appreciate it. You got it. I'm, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty fortunate to be the first driver you've had on the show. Yes, man. It's, it's incredible. It's a new venture we're, we're taking here, you know, just trying to build our own digital footprint in the world of uh, motorsports and this crazy thing called podcasts. Uh, we have, um, we really appreciate your patience. We have zero idea what we're doing. 
We have no no idea. Awesome. Yeah, we're 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 just. Nor do I. So. <laughs> it's just like a typical interview for you, you know, just nice and lighthearted. So, um, the premise basically of our whole deal uh, is kind of learning more about the story about how people got their start in the world of racing, uh, especially NASCAR. I mean, I know you, you come from the the two wheel background, right? Uh, riding dirt bikes. Um, but what was? How did you switch and transition from from two wheels to four, and then eventually get into NASCAR? For me, I mean, I, I definitely, um, you know, motocross was my my world, and growing up where I did in Southern California, um, I might think about four wheels where I grew up, but it had to be on the dirt. There's no way it was asphalt. So as life went on and I started my off-road racing career, this whole idea of, of racing on the asphalt was, was new. And, you know, obviously I, I wanted to further my career, but all my heroes were dirt related. So, um, you know, I'd see some IndyCar racing. I thought that was cool. I did not know much about NASCAR at all. My dad took me to a couple um, local stock car races and then I went to the Riverside Raceway in like 86 looked around but you know it still was, was not on my radar so as I'm I'm racing off-road trucks and going through my career um, Chevrolet really helped guide me and led me to um, my asphalt career and then at first it was IndyCar focused growing up on the West Coast and they quickly said look you know we're pulling out of um uh, sponsoring IndyCar at this point. If you want a future in motorsports, you need to move to North Carolina and start thinking NASCAR. So literally a week later, I had a one-way ticket to um, to North Carolina and slept on Ron Hornaday's couch and just kind of embedded myself in the world of NASCAR. We actually talked about that last week um, yeah. on, on the show. We talked about just how people got their start and, and how, how great it was that we've been, that I've been personally fortunate to go to the last couple of the, the hall of fame ceremonies. And obviously Ron's speech was phenomenal. And, um, I don't think a lot of people understand what Ron Hornaday has meant to this industry. And Ron is so humble. He didn't mention that in his speech, but the amount of star power and people who have won championships who legit slept on his couch for Crazy. days, months, weeks, and it's just incredible. So, <laughs> I mean, Ron is a huge influence, um, not necessarily in my career, but through other drivers I've worked with. Um, so it's it's pretty cool. So obviously, Ron was a was obviously a big component into you moving moving forward. Correct? For, yeah, without a doubt. I mean. You know, there were there were some key people along the way. Ron and his wife Lindy definitely being um, being one of them. They, uh, you know, when I was there, not only were there other drivers like Harvick and um, I was a West Coast guy. I'm trying to remember his name. They call him Surfer Dude. He, he ran <laughs> Surfer late models and it, yeah, Sean Monroe was his name. Um, it didn't. He didn't unfortunately get into trucks or, or Bush or anything like that. But he had some hype going for a while there but it, those guys were there and then also crew members um future nascar officials i mean the list goes on and on it wasn't that they were just a driver uh, driver destination they just love racing so much and back in california i didn't know them all that well um just in passing but evidently their home was a lot like that there you know anybody in the sport that needed some help you know they they're going to help. They were just there for you. And they continued that same tradition in North Carolina and the relationships and friendships and bonds that have happened, you know, in their backyard barbecuing to uh, people crashing and staying for days, weeks, months on end. I mean, it's endless. It's unbelievable. 
that is that that's impressive and obviously um, your accolades speak for themselves you know moving forward and, and to what you've done what you've accomplished and what you've actually given to the sport I think on behalf of everyone here at Pocono we have to say thank you because you've been a tremendous advocate for the sport um, you've done amazing things at Pocono Raceway um, you've you've the kid aspect of the things that you've been doing for us recently with the Jimmy Johnson experience over the last couple of years is, is amazing. And it's kind of funny because um, the other host, Kevin, that's here, uh, he actually, his start in the sport actually happened because we decided to have a Jimmy Johnson experience, which is hysterical to even think about. <laughs> yeah, I ended up uh, actually winning. I, I won passes to, uh, to the Jimmy Johnson Q&A um, it, back in 2012, I think. I was a college student and... Uh, I won them through a, a social media uh, contest that they ran, and, and we got there. And I realized it's, it was kind of kid oriented, so I'm like, "Well, I'm not a I'm not a kid, so this is kind of awkward." So I, you know, I gave them away and, and let some other kid uh, enjoy it. But uh, that's how I got connected with Pocono Raceway, and here we are now. That's awesome. So what, now you're 22. Uh, no, I'm 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 a lot older than that. I'm 26. So, <laughs> so I hate yeah. you already. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you said 86. I was like, man, I was born in 84. I mean, yeah, we're we're a little bit young. Seriously? Yeah, man, 84. Um, that's when I was born. Gosh. Yeah, I know. I, but it's crazy. I've been in the sport now 10 years, which is. That's why I didn't think you were that young, and I, I want to start cussing at you, but I'll, I'll avoid not doing that. We can bleep Dang you it. out. We can bleep you out, man. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah, problem. sorry about that. Yeah, sorry to do that. But we had an intern in here, I think, was born in 96. Mm-hmm. That's oh our gosh. last week, and, and we just she just started with us, and I was – Nick and I both looked at her like, just get out of our office. You're too young. Um, but it's fine. It's the next generation, right? Which is is the whole purpose of you know. Hopefully, why we're doing this podcast to, to get to that next generation. Hey, um, I, th- I think I made it in the industry, though. Jimmy Johnson has told me he hates me, so <laughs> <laughs> I won't be the first or last driver. To, well, I might have been the first, but I won't be the last driver to say that. <laughs> They're all yeah. They look I don't like, mean it. I don't mean it. There's some rough, other rough totally rough Rough to a rough start. <laughs> Just knock back. All this work I've been working on with Kevin moving into the content team department of four months. He's just going to be curled up in a ball crying in his desk later. We'll buy him some tissues and uh, we'll, we'll move forward. Um, but, you know, let's switch gears a little bit. You know, the, the Pocono Mountains has so much to offer. Um, and it's, it's another funny story, which is another reason why Kevin's on the show. Um, you know, Biking, obviously, you're a huge mountain biker. You're a huge endurance biker, um, and with all the all the stuff that you do in order to keep in shape, you know, do you have some favorite spots in the Pocono Mountains when you come to visit where you go? Obviously, we know you take a couple laps on the track, but where, where are a couple spots that your favorites that are that maybe a fan who's interested in this can actually take part in? Yeah, I you know I definitely ride around the track, um, and then you know some of the roads nearby are quiet, and and obviously it's beautiful. Um, there, so that, that's that's some good, good just chill riding. The uh, on Saturday we go ride some, and I, I can't remember the, the town, but it's about a fifteen twenty minute drive from the track, and we end up in some hills. And I mean, it is it's a tough ride. So that's the thing that surprised me the most around there was just the elevation change. Obviously, a lot of cool you know things to ride up and vantage points and views and all that stuff. But man, when we show up to ride there, you better be in shape. It's not 
you know, I know over by the river, there's a cool little pathway to cruise on, but I end up finding myself in some gnarly, gnarly terrain and getting my (laughs) butt handed to me. So it's a heck of a ride out there. Uh, Kevin and our other uh, host, JJ, um, they actually started a bike club at Pocono Raceway. Yeah. And, um, um, and I think they, they actually timed one of their laps. I think Kevin, you fell over in turn two riding yeah, a bike? Yeah, I took a break in turn two. It was a, it was a little, uh, oh, little, no. <laughs> it was a little <laughs> windy that day <laughs> going down the long pond straight away. I can only imagine what you that know, feels you're like in right. a car. What about the elevation coming out of turn one? Like, you don't realize it in a car, and then when you have to pedal, yeah. you realize how much elevation change there is coming up out of that uh, out of the banking. But, yeah, exactly. But, Kevin, do you actually ride up the hill, or are you running the apron? We, we, we ride around top most of the time, and then we you know ride down. Sometimes we'll go up and down the banking. Uh, I hope Nick and Ben aren't listening to this. I mean, I guess they will, so they, they might know what we do after work now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we timed ourselves one time. We, we, we got a solid 15-minute lap in. I don't know if you've ever timed a lap at Pocono Race on a bike, but I don't, think, I don't think we'd qualify for the driver's uh, cycling group. You know, I'm not. Are you on Strava yet with your cycling group? No, by by no means. <laughs> this is this is us after uh, after you know what work. Strava is. It is uh, no. <laughs> I've heard of it. And the reason why it's I heard of it, right? Yeah, go ahead, Jimmy. I've heard of it because your business manager yeah. told me about it a couple weeks ago. It's a great way socially to uh, to post rides and runs and really all athletics. And there's a whole community on there, and your friends can give you a thumbs up. And not only is it cool to post what you do, um, but you get motivated pretty easily if you ever check in on the app and see what your friends have done. And then segments can be set up, and you guys should set up some segments around the racetrack. And anybody that rides through those segments and ends up posting to Strava, you get ranked. So we can see who runs the fastest lap or rides the fastest lap and, nice. and get a little competition going here. I like it. I like it. But I think then Kevin Teal's going to be like that Jimmy Johnson. I hate him. And then we're all back square one. Yeah, and everyone's, everyone's in happy-go-lucky. Yeah. We've traded dishes. Competition's good for the soul. <laughs> <laughs> the final thing I want to touch on you real quick um, was a couple years back, uh, you and Dale Jr. took your team guys to uh, paintball at Skirmish. And I remember hearing some stories about how epic that day was. Um, it was you, you... horrible. <laughs> I got shot at point blank range by Dale and his high powered aftermarket setup that he had. And he didn't just hit me once, he hit me like 10 times. <laughs> So, so the facility is amazing, but Dale, I, I owe him. I, I'm just literally going to ambush him one day with a gun out of context and just light his ass up for what he did to me that day. Um, we have a great relationship with the folks at Skirmish who can definitely get you some high-powered guns to have at the raceway. And we have no problem setting up a scenario when Dale is going to be on the NBC broadcast in July to pull this off if you're down. I, I like where this is going. Unfortunately, okay. he's going to hear the podcast and be ready. I mean, if to keep it from somehow. Dale Jr. listens to our podcast. Obviously, the only reason why Dale's going to listen is because you're on. So thank you, first off. And secondly, <laughs> if he does listen to it, he's not going to know when or where. He just He's going to be looking over his shoulder all weekend, which is going to be the best part of it. True. Yeah. That is a very good point. Well, Jimmy, we have to say thank you so much for taking the time in. We had a blast with you. Thank you for being the first driver on the Pocono Podcast, powered by ESPN 840. Um, we wish you so much success this week in the Daytona 500. Um, and uh, we... You know, I'll see you down there, and uh, I hope you just hope you go out there and win another one, man. That'd be awesome. You got it, guys. I appreciate it. Best of luck with everything. Look forward to getting up to Pocono uh, later this year for some races. Well, um, 
That was entertaining. That was cool. I mean, Jimmy Johnson hates you. That's <laughs> hey, you know what? You got to get your start somewhere, right? I mean, I mean, we legit had a driver tell you he hate. How, like, how do you how do you feel? Like, how do you how's I feel your, good? How's your soul? I feel good. Yeah, I feel like it was play, it was a playful hate, man. You was know, playful hate. Yeah, we 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 uh, you know we got off on the wrong foot maybe, but then we 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 turned it around <laughs> and we talked about biking for a little bit. Um, little does he know that. There's no way in heck that I'm anywhere near his level of, of fit. So uh, there's not you know, many who are. Yeah, there's I, really I can not. download all the apps in the world, but it's not going to make me pedal faster. No, I think we should do that. I think I, I agree. Think, That's a great idea, by the way. And I think as your boss, this is your new job. I think I, I, the, the whole time when he was saying that, I was looking at you and I was like, oh no, here's another here's another content idea that we're gonna content yeah. idea. We'll partner up with him and see if we can get this thing rolling. Hey, I'm pumped. I'll, I'll uh, we'll do that. That's awesome. I just got to find an air pump. I think my tire's flat. <laughs> it's like legit. My bike's in the middle of the infield, and my tire is, is 100% flat. Oh, I'm actually not sure if my bike's even there anymore. I think yeah, we'll, we'll find out. Hopefully your bike's there. I mean, what happened to it? It was storage for the winter. It was in storage, but I know. Uh, the, it was the, more like in storage from like July on. Yeah. Like it started. You guys did it in yeah. like the spring, like you took like four laps. Yeah. But hey, you got to start somewhere. It's baby exactly. steps, right? You do four last year. You do eight this year. By the time you get in to be like 45, you'll be doing it like months on end. Yeah. Hey. I mean, baby steps. I think there's an idea. Let's, let's get something rolling here. This could be fun. Well, I had so much fun with Jimmy. Kevin, I had so much fun with you. Oh, It's thanks. so cool that, that, that we're able to bring on someone who got a start in motorsports and was able to share a story that directly was related to yeah. how you got cool. your start. Was it, it, I mean, it was the dynamic. I thought everything, was everything comes triangle. You know, <laughs> instead of full, full circle, full triangle, full everything tri- comes full triangle <laughs> at Pocono Raceway and Pocono related events. Well, fans, I don't think there's any other way just to say end the show based on what Kevin just said. No, but this will be cool. This will be a lot of fun when we do these podcasts. I hope this thing continues to take off. Uh, we look forward. We thank every actually first. We thank yes. everyone for talking today. We thank Hendrick Motorsports, Amy Walsh with Hendrick Motorsports for all of her help today. And getting Jimmy Johnson on, we thank Jimmy Johnson. Yes. I mean, he took time at his schedule before the Daytona 500 yep. to call us. It's incredible. Um, Norm, here in the studio, our sound technician and producer, Norm, thank you. To the wonderful folks at ESPN 40, thank you guys again. And all the fans, thanks for tuning in. See you all next week. See you then. Enjoy the Daytona 500.